0: after a weekend in which Liverpool went to Molyneux and beat Wolves 2-1 to upset the terrible gang of lads that is the Wolverhampton Wanderers fan base. um, A strange game, very much the proverbial game of two halves. I know it's a cliche, but it is absolutely true in this game. Wolves were outstanding first half, and we were nothing short of appalling. One of the worst 45 minutes I think we've played under Jurgen Klopp. But to their credit, Wolves were very, very good. And between Mateus Cunha and Pedro Neto, they caused us all manner of trouble. They went 1-0 up through Huang after really good work by Neto. It's poor defending on our part. Dominic should do better. Gomez and Matip should do better. And Andy Robertson is just dreadful. His first half display was shocking. He was Him and Cody were probably the worst players in that first half, which makes the fact that they scored even better. Um, they should have been 2-0 up. Again, it's great work by Neto. Cunha, I don't know why he jumps. I have no idea why he jumps. If he just stays standing and puts his forehead through the ball, he makes it 2-0. And 2-0 would have absolutely reflected what took place in that first half. They were far better than us. But credit to Jürgen. Having gotten things wrong before the game, he absolutely nailed the halftime. He brings on Diaz for McAllister, which is a brave move because you're bringing on an attacker for a midfielder. And he goes to a 4-2-3-1. With Mo as the the 9, Gakpo as the 10, Jota on the right, Diaz on the left, and then a double pivot of Curtis and Dominic, which is very, very attack-minded. But, considering the Wolves midfielders Gomes and Lamina were not attempting to break forward. They were very much there just to sit, protect the defence, break up play, and move it to the other players who had licence to attack. Those being uh, Bellegarde, Huang, Cunha, Neto, and the fullbacks. And then that block of four was staying very, very rigid to give them a defensive base. So because they didn't have that runner, Bellegarde was he was picking the ball up, but he was doing it more in wide areas. He wasn't trying to progress a whole lot through the centre. We were able to get away with not having a natural defensive player in that midfield duel. But when you look at the numbers, Dominic and Curtis are both duel machines. Like They both win a ton of ball for us. And I have been pondering over the last day or two whether it would be a worthwhile experiment to transition Curtis into that defensive midfield role. Because from a physical point of view, he has the tools to do it. The size, the athleticism, the strength. He's quick enough. And from a technical level, Curtis is outstanding. And I think I'd rather see him play there than Alexis play there. Alexis had a poor first half. Got booked, was taken off at half time. My assumption is they were going to take him off on 60, that that was the plan. And just with the yellow card, they decided to take him off a bit earlier. We moved to that 4-2-3-1, and we immediately look a much better team. But that wasn't the only change that Jürgen made. The other change he made that made a huge difference was he got our fullbacks really tight against their wingers almost man-to-man marking, as opposed to in the first half where we were dropping off, letting them pick the ball up. And at that point, Neto in particular was just rinsing Joe Gomez throughout the first half, inside and outside. Gomez couldn't deal with him. But in the second half, because Gomez got that bit tighter to him, not only did he was he able to stop Neto on the few occasions that the ball got to Neto, he was able to take Neto out as an option to pass to. So that eliminated the biggest threat for Wolves. Robertson got really tight to Wang as well. And we were able to push them back that way. In the first half, they'd had space to play in between our lines. We took that away second half. That was excellent from Jurgen. And we took control of the game. And obviously, Cody gets us back on level terms. It's a nice move. It's a cross shot from Mo that he just puts it into an area where if he gets it on target, it might go in. If not, if someone's running in, they're going to get a touch on it and put it away. That's exactly what Cody did. Really nice goal. Cody's immediately whipped off, as is Diogo. Neither of them had played well. But Cody got a goal, and that could be big because he's been really poor to start the season, but it looks like he's just a little bit lacking in confidence, and hopefully that goal gets him a boost, and we start to see the Cody Gakpo we saw last season. The game starts to stagnate a little bit, and we do look at the better team. Darwin has come on for Cody. Harvey has come on for Diogo. And we've moved to a 4-4-2. Almost a 4-2-4. Harvey's wide right. Diaz is wide left. Mo and Darwin are through the middle. And that Mo-Darwin pairing has potential. Again, it's Curtis and Dominic sat as a double pivot. We have the majority of the ball, so... They were able to, to dictate the game. Obviously, Dominic has shown in this game, even when he's not playing as well as usual in the first half, he's still impacting the game and he's still putting in Trojan work defensively. But the four four two starts to pay dividend for us and Darwin has a couple of opportunities. We open them up a, a couple of times and we're just a little bit unfortunate. We can't find that second goal and it looks like it's headed towards a draw. And given the first half performance, a draw is probably a fair enough result. And then we have a set piece and they're under the cosh. It's a poor delivery and Jose Sack comes and claims them. And if you're a Wolves fan or you're the Wolves manager or you're a Wolves defender, you're screaming at him. Just hit the deck. Just collapse on the ball. And take some of the sting out of this. Just give us a 15-second breather. Let us get out get out of our box. Let us get up the pitch a little bit. And then launch it long towards one of the corners. And someone will chase it. And instead, he decides to try and find Neto. Now, it probably would have been easier to find Neto throwing the ball. He tries to kick it and he just slices it and it doesn't even clear his own half. Andy Robertson picks it up and just starts driving at them. And because Robertson is on the right-hand side of the pitch rather than the normal left-hand side of it, their defense seems to have no idea what to do with him at all. Nobody moves out to make a real challenge on him. He plays it to Mo and he just keeps going. And he doesn't do anything clever, doesn't do anything fancy. He just runs. And no Wolves defender decides to pick him up. And Mo slots a lovely ball back into him. It's a beautiful finish by Robbo. Allows the ball to run across his body and taps home with his left foot. Whereas normally you tell someone to take that with their right foot. Robbo's right foot, as we know, is merely for standing on. It's a really, really good finish. We're 2-1 up. And you have to say, we have deserved it because of how dominant we've been in the second half. We make it three through Harvey. Again, Moles involved, lays it off for Harvey. Harvey snatches at the chance. And it's a poor shot. But takes a deflection off Hugo Bueno. And that directs it on to the foot of the post and it goes in off. Now, 3-1 flattered us on the day because they really should have been two up in the first half. You could argue we deserved three goals for the second half, but we didn't deserve to beat them by two clear goals on the day. But we did deserve to win the game. And huge credit has to go to, as I said, the manager for the changes he made at half time and then with the double sub bringing on Darwin and bringing on Harvey um we also saw the debut of Ryan Gravenberg, and if he'd been a little bit more up to speed he might have gotten himself a goal he's fed in a decent position I uh, didn't really have any other involvement in the game but good for him to get minutes in his legs and I would assume he'll start on Thursday night in the Europa League um as far as the team itself that started, Ali had little enough to do in the second half. Um, wasn't a whole lot he could do about the goal, the Wang chance, tank or the, the Cunha chance, thankfully he fluffed. But everything else he was asked to do, he did fairly well. Gomez had a rotten first half, but he improved as the game went on. When he was asked to no longer do that stupid inversion thing, which he's not capable of doing, and just play as a right-back, he improved on the ball, got some decent crosses in, and defensively in the second half, he was much better. Uh, Joel Matip had a fairly rough outing, but got better as the game went on. In the first half, for me, Gerald Kwanzaa was one of only two players who really Well, outside of the goalkeeper... Kwanzaa was one of two that stood up and made himself known. One of two that really showed up in the first half. Left with no real support, no help. I thought he really manned up on the day. And that's his first start in the Premier League. First start for the club in a competitive game. Really, really impressed with the first half. And then in the second half... As the team improved, he just looked very much at home. Uh, Robbo had a deplorable first half, but a very good second half. A very good second half. And I think he really took wearing that armband, personally. I think it meant something to him. Alexis had a poor game, but... The guy just flew back from, was it Bolivia he was in, playing at altitude? It's a bit much to ask him to play anyway. Curtis just wasn't really there first half, but a good second half. Dominic didn't have a particularly good first half, but he stood up and made himself known. He stood up and was counted. A couple of really impressive defensive actions from him, including one chase down where he sprints fully 40 yards to, to get involved. Excellent second half. Mo had a fairly quiet game, but he still came away with three assists. Now, the third one's taken off him because it's given as an own goal, but that just shows the calibre of the player. He doesn't have to be involved all the time. He doesn't have to have his best game. I thought Ait Nuri defended him really well. And Ait Nuri's done that a few times against Mo. Uh, Cody had a really poor game, but he scored. And that's huge. And Diogo Jota, I mean, just a poor game. Just a poor game. But you're going to have You're going to have them from time to time. Diaz came on, made a big impact. Darwin came on, made a big impact. Harvey came on, made a big impact. Eboo came on for Kwanzaa when Kwanzaa was struck down with a bit of cramp. And I thought really settled our defense. And it's it's no knock on Gerald Kwanzaa at all. But when Ibu came on, you just felt a lot more confident that we were going to be able to at least keep that back gate closed, that they weren't going to score again. And he starts talking to the defence. And look, Matip had tried in the first half to be the leader of the defensive line. It's not his, it's not his bag. It's not something he does. Ibu has that in him, though. Eboo will will shout and he'll roar and he'll get people moving in the right direction. So really, really impressed by Ibu's little cameo. Don't think he'll play midweek. I assume he'll be kept for West Ham. I think him and Virgil get kept for West Ham. Wouldn't be surprised to see the same defence that played on Saturday, with the one exception of of, uh, Costas coming in for Robble. Um, I think that could be the defensive line. Joe, Joel, uh, Quanza, and Costas, and Kelleher in goal. Midfield and attack will be interesting. We have the options. I'd like to see Harvey on one wing and maybe play Ben Doak left wing and go with a 4-4-2, play Endo and Gravenberch in the middle, Harvey right side, Doak left side, and then Gakpo and Jota up front. That's that's kind of what I'd like to see. Um Failing that, I'd play Curtis uh, in with Gravenberch and Endo, and then play Harvey right side, Gakpo to the middle, and, and Jota off the left. My assumption is uh, Stefan Besetich just isn't quite ready to start games yet. Uh, otherwise, I'd be giving him the third midfield slot uh, rather than Curtis and keeping Curtis for the West Ham game, which it may well be what happens. It may well be that we get Gravenberch, Endo and, and Besetich. That that would be a, a pretty good Europa League midfield for certain. Um, But yeah, look, three points. That is 13 points for five games. I think we'd all have taken that before the season. Obviously, City have have the 15 from five. They've had an easier start than us, must be said. Um, Arsenal have 13 like us. They've had the easiest start of anybody and don't look particularly good. And then Tottenham, same points as us. An easier start, but they've looked very good. So I would say City, Tottenham, probably look the two best teams mm-hmm. thus far. But we've had the hard, the harder run. Um, so to keep pace with with them is quite good. You've got Brighton on twelve. They've been really good, bar that West Ham game, which was well, was a catastrophe catastrophe for them. Um, and I think if they played that game five times over, they'd probably beat West Ham. At least four of them. West Ham. Then they they lost at the weekend for the first time, but they're on ten points, and you know that's going to be a tough game now at the weekend. It's arguably based on form, the toughest opponent we faced so far. You know, losing to City is everybody loses to City, so you're not going to hold that against Brighton against West Ham. But they did beat Brighton, they did beat Chelsea, which we failed to do. Um, our draw against Chelsea looks worse and worse as a result, uh, as with each passing week. But such is life. Uh, on the main Liverpool websites, then there is a piece about Connor Bradley's injury. To check that one out, there is Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool changes win again, but that's both good and bad. Substitutes key as Liverpool make changes. As Klopp makes, as Klopp changes, make difference. They, The key was the change in shape, more so than the change in personnel. The change in shape, the change in the tactical approach, that's what really won us the game. That's what Jürgen got spot on here. Um, Jordan Henderson's latest match had fewer than 1,000 fans in attendance. You mean to tell me that the Saudis aren't coming out en masse to see captain leader legend? The fans of Abha didn't didn't turn out in their in their hundreds of thousands to see Jordan Henderson play I'm stunned. I have no idea what the capacity of the stadium is the Prince Sultan bin Abdul Aziz Stadium holds 25,000 people that's good stuff that's good stuff Carl uh, Toko it can be. Gregor Kurzowiak, they both they all play they both play for uh, them as does Cyprian Taterussanu, who's the remaining keeper that was at AC Milan for a while as a backup. Um Aletafac won three one. Damari Gray with one with an assist with two assists. Henderson with an assist for Musa Dembele as well. I didn't see it. Maybe another big hump over the top. Uh, that's what he specializes in. Um Takumi Minamino reveals secret to sensational form after Lupal exit. I I wouldn't say sensational form, because you know he was fairly god awful last season, but he has been very good this season, in fairness to him. Liverpool coach reveals plan for striker-denied summer transfer. Paul Glatzel was a surprise name in Liverpool's Premier League squad. Yeah. They had hoped to send him on loan, but obviously they just needed to fill out the uh, the senior players in the quota. Harvey Ali urges Mo Salah to stay at Liverpool for the rest of his career. Why Nat Phillips was subbed at half time? Because he was shit. Um, he rolled his ankle just before half time. He was not good in that game. Um, Owen Beck played in that game as well. Fabio Carvalho. Did he come off the bench? Let's have a look. Played 26 minutes off the bench. Uh, Seth Vandenberg played all 90 for Mainz against Stuttgart. Tyler Morton came off the bench for Hull against Coventry. Harvey Davies played all 90 uh, for Crewe against Wimbledon. Owen Beck played all 90 for Dundee against Celtic. Billy Cametio played for USL Dunkirk. i Dunkerque? I don't know. Played 52 minutes, got himself sent off for two yellow cards. Uh, James Norris played 20 minutes for Tranmere against Crawley. Luke Hewitson played 90 minutes for Stalybridge Celtic against Witten Albion. James Balagizzi, Dominic Conness, Lucas Stevenson and Jakob Orzinski were not used. Anderson Arroyo is due to play on Monday today. And Calvin Ramsey and Rhys Williams are both injured. Uh Reese's injury is some sort of a, a niggle after a niggle, apparently, is what it's described as. Um Yeah. Let's check Liverpool.com. Thierry Henry comparison shows Liverpool star genius as Jurgen Klopp's man enters next evolution. That's a bit about Mo. It's a piece about Jabi Alonso. There's a piece about Kylian Mbappe and Fede Valverde. Piece about Taki. Uh, piece about Dominic Gary Neville making a show of himself. The um, Klopp Klopp has found his new Divock Origi. I assume that's Darwin. I'm going to get maybe it's not, maybe it's Harvey, but I assume it's Darwin. I'm not going to click into it because I can't be arsed. Um. There's a good piece on Anfield Watch today by young Sam Maguire, so do check that one out. How Liverpool could exploit the Saudi millions. Okay, let's have a gander here. This is about our uh, for future attempts to sell to Saudi Arabia. So, uh, Costas, Joe, Endo, Jota, I would have said matter, but he's at a contract, obviously. Um, yeah, I think we'll definitely make some some more sales that direction in the future. Uh, there's a piece about Luis Diaz, there's a piece about Harvey, a piece about Dominic, and the numbers when comparing him to uh, to Jordan Henderson. And uh, there's a piece about the the valuations of Liverpool's star players. A couple of new podcasts. There is episode three hundred and seventy. Of the Anfield Index podcast, so it'll probably be January, February, maybe. No, February or March when we get to episode four hundred, so I might have to make an appearance for that one. I think I was on three hundred. I was definitely on one hundred, and I assume I was on two hundred, and I know I was on one. Um. So I assume, yeah, I, I guess I might make an appearance on that one. We're trying to drag gags on, get Marco back, uh, and the three of us do it with Trevor. or something. That might be, do it as like an old school, an old school, but on the original pod. Um, match Raw, myself, Trev, and Jim Boardman. There is a new Liverbirds pod, so make sure you listen to that. And the latest scout that has just come out, Uh, We picked a non-Big 6-11 between us based on kind of form so far this season, answered a couple of questions and had a look, a very brief look at the Europa Conference League and then a more in-depth look at the Champions League and Europa League. So uh, there you go. That's it. That's all I've got today, folks. I will see you Wednesday. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel